Welcome to the Brave Church Podcast. We're so glad you decided to join us. Wherever you're listening from, we hope you're encouraged and inspired by today's message. Hey, what's up? We're so glad that you've joined us today. And I know that there are many of you that are watching at home. Maybe you're in your car. Last week, someone put up that they were watching on their way home from a a vacation trip. And I would just say, wherever you are watching from today, we want you to know you belong here. Come on, let's let's just give it up for everybody here today that is is watching. And man, we're so glad that you have joined us. And let me just say, we have some exciting things that are taking place here at Brave Church, starting with the fact that today, this Sunday, is our first Sunday back in person. And so you're watching online. We've got people here, and it is just exciting to be back in person again at Brave Church. In fact, let me just tell you why we're back in person. We did a survey about three weeks ago, I think, and 74% of the people who took the survey, there were hundreds of you who took the survey, said we need to be back, we want to be back. And really, I'm not surprised by that because Hebrew says this, let's not neglect the gathering together, which means this, we were created to gather in spaces like this. The power is not in the building, but it's when we gather together in a building, in a house, in a place that, man, supernatural things in the presence of God can be encountered. And so I want to say I'm glad you're watching online. I'm also glad that we are gathered here together live at Brave Church. And um, it's incredible because we, we rolled out two services and they filled up. Um, the first service filled up in less than 24 hours. Crazy, right? Second service in less than uh, 30 hours. And now we're at four services. And let me just say this. Right now, at the time of us filming this, those two services, the 5 and the 7 p.m., brand new service times we've never had before, those two service times are almost full. But I would encourage you, if you're watching this and you say, hey, I didn't know we were live, can I come to the 5 or the 7 p.m.? Go to brave.guide. Now, I'm not promising you. I don't know if it's full. It probably is. But just give it a chance. Maybe someone gave up their seat. Maybe someone went to an earlier service and they double signed up and they were going to double dip. But give it a chance. Maybe you can watch this today and then come and attend live in person for the 5 or 7 p.m. Brave.guide and you can reserve your seat. Hey, you know what I'm so excited about? Guys, you know what's so incredible is that today is the first day, June 21st. Guess what? Today is the first day of what? Dinner parties. Dinner parties. Come on. You need a dinner party. We have dinner parties that are assembling all over Miami, and you can join a dinner party today. Come on, Armin. Are you excited about that? Today's the first day for what? Dinner parties. Come on, dinner parties. And you know what? We can't wait. You can sign up at brave.guide. Uh, we have online Zoom dinner parties, and we have in-person dinner parties. It's going to be great. Well, hey, let me just tell you, um, man, today's going to be a great day. I have a word for you today, and I believe that today could possibly want to be one of the most significant messages that you have heard all year. In fact, what I want to do is I want to preach a message to you that is found in the book of Luke chapter 9. And in Luke chapter 9, Jesus, he's been traveling, he's been doing ministry, and he's just busy. Have you ever been just busy? Like, 
maybe right now in your life, you feel like you are busy. Jesus is, is healing people. He's doing ministry. People are pulling at him. People are, are demanding his time. People are wanting him to come here and come there and sign up for this and do this. And Jesus is in this busy season. And in Luke chapter 9, verse 51, here's what it says. Luke chapter 9, verse 51. It says, as the time drew near for Jesus to ascend, I love this. Look what it says here in scripture. It says that Jesus resolutely set out for his destination. Where was his destination? It was Jerusalem. What I love is scripture uses this word, he resolutely set out. In other words, with all the people pulling on him and all the demand on his life, he had a resolution, he had a goal, he had a focus. Come on, right there where you are on the count of three, would you say focus? Come on, one, two, three, focus. He had focus. You know what I, I've come to realize is that all of us that are watching today and all of us that are here live at Brave, we have a problem at times staying focused because of all the demands and everything that is being put on us and things being pulled from us. If we're not careful, we don't have our focus in the right place. Today, I want to help you out with that. I want to share a message with you simply entitled, The Center of Attention. Come on, are you ready? The Center of Attention. What should be at the center of your attention? Come on, I want to pray with you right now. Jesus, we love you. We thank you so much for your word. We thank you for your people. We thank you for this community of faith called Brave Church. God, we thank you for our city. We thank you. You've called us to be a light in the city. You've called us to be salt on the earth. And what does salt do? It makes it better. God, I pray today that your word would be salt. It would make us better. That we would be salt in our city. That because we showed up, our city is better. Our families are better. Businesses are better. Our work places are better. Our universities are better. And God, I pray you would challenge us and change us today. In Jesus' name, somebody said amen. Come on, would you drop like a little prayer emoji right there in the comment section, put up like some praise hands and say amen. You know what is so crazy is, is I've really seen that my life can get really busy. You know, as a pastor, it's, it's funny. Sometimes every once in a while, someone will say, well, what does a pastor do? Like, like, what do you do all day? And I'm like, well, in addition to being like the CEO, in addition to being a pastor, a teacher, a leader, a counselor, an evangelist, someone who deals with missions work, someone who does weddings and funerals and I'm traveling and preaching the gospel literally all over the world. In addition to all of that, come on somebody, um, I'm also a dad, I have two kids, in addition to that I have extended family and, and then then man, there's just friendships that I have and you have all of that too. And, and if we're not careful, our lives get so busy, we can be pulled in so many different directions yeah. Yeah, that's right. then we get to the end of the day and we're like, was I even productive? I want to give you some notes today. I really, really want to strongly encourage you to take some notes. Come on, would you do that? Would you take out your phone, put it on airplane mode so that your Instagram notifications don't like steal your focus or take out a pen and paper? I want you to write this down. And here's what I want you to write down. Activity does not mean productivity. Wow. Is it just because you have tons of activity happening in your life? It doesn't mean that you're being productive in your life. If we're not careful, what happens is 
that we, we are busy and, and we fill our schedules up, we fill our time up, and then we get to the end of the day and we find out, man, I haven't re- been really productive at anything. I haven't really finished. I really haven't done what I needed to do today, but I've been so busy all day. You see, here's what I know. In Miami, we're busy. We fight traffic and you're raising great families and and you're a great leader and some of you are leading great businesses and great departments and you're a great employee. Some of you are like great students and we're being great at a lot of different things. But today, what I really want to do is challenge you with this principle of focus, really looking at what is the center of my attention. Because if we're not careful... We will be busy at a lot of things and we won't be excellent at anything. And today that's going to change. Come on, anybody that's watching online today, you're ready for some things to change in your life and for you to regain your focus. You know, what's, what's interesting is when I think about focus in our lives, I think all of us can really be summed up into one of two different birds. Are you ready? One of two different birds. Which bird are you? The first bird is a chicken. Now, I'm not talking about not having, uh, you know, courage and not being courageous by being a chicken. But what I mean is, have you ever seen like these chickens in Miami? Anybody watching, you've seen chickens in like in weird places, not on a farm, but like you've seen chickens like, like in the middle of downtown and there's like a chicken walking across the road. I'm going to show you this picture right now. And I was in a drive through and I was in the heart of our city. And all of a sudden I see this chicken, this rooster, like walking around. I'm like, what in the world? We live in this metropolitan city and we've got farm life walking around. And I see this chicken. And what's interesting about chickens is this, is how they eat. How they eat is their head is always down and they're just plucking away at the ground and they're eating like scraps, right? They're not eating good things. They're eating scraps and their head is always down. And it's crazy because you could put a filet mignon on the countertop and that chicken would never see it because its head is always down, just busy. Boom, 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 boom. They're just plucking, just eating, eating, eating. But there's a second kind of bird and that bird is the eagle. Now, we all love eagles, right? Like it is like the, the mascot of our nation is the, this, the bald eagle. And what's crazy is that you see chickens everywhere. Very rarely do you see an eagle. And what's important about that, what really stands out is the reason why we don't see eagles everywhere is because they're not pecking away eating scraps on the ground. Eagles soar higher. Eagles soar at an altitude that very few other birds get to. While chickens are, their head is down and they're plucking, eagles are soaring and they can see their prey, they can see their meal up to two miles away. Did you know that an eagle's eyesight is eight times stronger than ours? And so they're soaring up high and they are very selective on what they eat. While the chicken eats scraps... The eagle is eating a New York prime sirloin. Come on, you know what I'm saying? You know what? I want to encourage us today. It's it's the power of focus. The eagle's not like just eating anything, anything. It is very specific in what it wants to focus its energy on. 
I wonder if today that we could become more focused like an eagle to where we say, you know what, I'm not going to just be busy. I'm not going to have my head down all the time because if we're not careful, we're so busy that God puts something great on the counter for us and we never see what God wants to do because we're too busy doing other things. And you're like, well, pastor, I feel like what I'm doing is important. Look, it may be good, but good is the enemy of great. Come on, we don't want to be so busy, right? Like, we don't want to be so engaged in so many things that we miss what God is wanting to do in our lives. Is anybody watching this today? You're saying, God, drop some greatness in my life. I'm going to change the center of my attention so I'm looking for the God power and potential for my life. You know, I love this because the Word of God talks to us about focus. Would you write this down in your notes? Your life is the sum of your focus. Your life, your present reality is the sum of what you have been focused on in your past. Let me say it to you like this. Come on, would you write this down? We believe that note takers are world changers. Come on, write this down. Being busy does not mean that you're being beneficial. Let me say it to you another way. Movement doesn't mean meaning. You see, if we're not careful, we will convince ourselves that we are doing what we should be doing because we're busy. Because there's a lot of movement. But come on, I want you to be beneficial. I want your life to have meaning. I want your life to have productivity. I believe that today is a day where I can step into your life and be like a spiritual chiropractor. Come on. Like, man, we're going to have some realignment today. Yeah, I mean, doesn't that sound good? Like some realignment, because here's what I know. Watch this. We're in June. The year is halfway over. Do you remember January? Remember we kicked off like our vision? Come on, do you remember 2020 before COVID? Do you remember 2020 before all the craziness that's happening, happening right now? Do you remember your New Year's resolutions? Do you remember the dreams that you had when you wrote them down? Do you remember the vision of Brave Church this year? Crazy faith. Let me just ask you, how's that coming? How's that going? How are your dreams going in 2020 so far? Has everything else stolen your focus? Has everything else sabotaged your success? Has everything else been scraps of your spirituality when God is wanting to bring substance to your spiritual walk? I wonder if today, the year is half finished, I wonder if today could almost be like a halftime, we're in the locker room and I'm the coach. Come on, can I be coach soccer for a second? I wonder if looking into the camera right now, if this could be like a halftime talk, a pep talk, where I can look at you in the eye and say, come on, you have half of the year left. I know we've been divided. I know that there have been problems. I know there have been setbacks that you weren't looking for. I know that there have been unplanned issues. But what if God has some unplanned promises and provision for the rest of this year? Come on, I just want to call our church, Brave Church. I want us to remember the vision that God has given us. Can I tell you, Corona has not stopped the kingdom vision. Do you know why? 
Because no matter what happens here on earth, how many of you know God's ways are higher than our ways? Man, the kingdom of God is so much bigger than what is happening here on this earth. And we know we had a vision from God that 2020 would be a magnanimous year of vision, of breakthrough, of revival in our city. And I'm going to tell you, that hasn't changed. This is our time to reclaim our vision once more as individuals and as a church. You say, well, Pastor David, I mean, I mean, you've been talking about downtown, maybe that location, maybe the vision's changed. Can I tell you that vision has, not, let me come a little closer, maybe out of the light. That vision has not changed. Man, our team, we've been looking at downtown taking Brave Church downtown, a location downtown, we refuse to let exterior circumstances steal the dream that God has put on the inside of us. And today I want to fight for the dream that God's put inside of you. Because if we're not careful, we will lose our focus because of everything else that is happening in our world and in our culture. So today we're going to get back to the center of attention. Well, Well, how... How do we do that? Like, why aren't we focused? Okay, here's the problem. We live in a culture that celebrates multitasking. Like, in our culture today, we celebrate how many plates can you spin without dropping them? We don't celebrate focus. Like, like why, why don't we celebrate focus in our culture? Like, we celebrate, man, you need to do more, do more, do more, say more, be more, yes more, like all of these things. And we don't celebrate people with focus. But here's what I know is that all of us, we fight this multitask mentality. Now, I understand that to some level, we're always going to have to multitask some. But let me just give you an example. I want you to be honest. Right there where you are, those of us that are here live, I want to ask you two questions. Are you ready? Here's the first question I want to ask you. In the past month, I have done one of the following while driving an automobile. Come on, are you ready to be honest? I know you're maybe watching from home, but you're in church right now. You can't lie in church. Because if you lie, you fry. Come on. (laughs) Here we go. So in the last month, I have done one of the following while driving a car. Number one is this, looked at my cell phone. Come on, anybody, you've done that. Raise your hand, even at home. You've been driving, you're looking on your cell phone. I see production team and people here, everyone raising their hand. That's why Miami is crazy. Come on, how about this? Number two, while driving a car, you've put on makeup. Anybody done that? All right, I see guys raising their hand. And okay, ladies, put on makeup, raise your hand. Okay, how about number three? You've shaved while driving. Anybody, you've shaved while driving. Anybody, you like raise your hand. Um, believe it or not, I've actually seen people like shaving while they're driving. They have like the electric razors and they're shaving. How about this? Number four, any parents out there, you've tried to punish your kids while you've been driving. Um, like, you know what I mean? Like, they're in the back seat, they're fighting, and you're driving, you turn around with like your strong arm, you're like, stop it. All right, so we multitask, right? How about this question? Let me ask you this question. Oh, it's about to get real. Come on, y'all about to get real. Here we go. Um, In the past month, I have done one of the following while being at Brave at Home during church. Ooh, here we go. You ready? Um, How about this? Number one, while you've been attending church at home, you've 
scrolled on Instagram or Facebook. Come on, anybody? Come on, even while you're sitting on your couch right now, raise your hand. Come on, be honest. God's watching you right now. Come on. Um, how about number two? Um, you've researched a restaurant, like you were going to Uber Eat or go to, or, or you've checked the news, or you've like been scrolling like the headlines. How about number three? You've ordered something on Amazon while at church. Wow. Half of the team here. Unbelievable. Um, how about this? Number four. Oh, this is so good. While you're watching church, you took your phone out and you turned on the camera and took a selfie of yourself. Yeah, come on, raise your hand, anybody. Here's what I know, is that whether you did all of those, none of those, one of those, we live in a culture that it is like even so hard for us to be present in an environment and our minds not be somewhere else. For us not to be multitasking. And the, the problem with that is that when we lack focus in our lives, there are issues that arise from that. Let me just give you several of these. Let me give you four. Come on, write these down. Number one is this. When I lack focus, I become a golden corral. Anybody remember golden corral? I think there's one down south. If you love golden corral, man, have at it. I don't want to offend you. But let me just tell you Golden Corral. If you've never been to a Golden Corral, basically what it is, it's like a buffet. And there's like this line of food. And what happens, you take your plate, and the Golden Corral has every kind of food that you can imagine. They've got crab legs. They've got steak. I mean, I guess it's steak. It's probably beef. We don't know what kind. But they have steak, they have Italian, they have sushi, they have every kind, they have so much food and you go and like people like put like tons of food on their plate and they have every kind of food group, but none of it is really, really good food. Like they have steak, but it's not like great steak. And I wonder if that's what our lives look like, that we've become like golden corrals. Like, man, we're doing so much stuff, but we're not really good at any of the things that we're doing because we're so busy. Can I just talk to someone today and let you know that your God, he created you with purpose and skills. There's something specific God has for you. What if you understood that God doesn't want you to be a golden crowd, but he wants you to be a prime 112. Come on. Or a Ruth's Chris. That man, listen, that you know what? I'm not going to try to be everything for everyone. I'm not going to try to people please by doing everything, but I'm going to be specific in my calling and in my purpose and in my skills what God has called me to do. Come on, that's a great place for you to drop a comment saying, amen, let's go. You see, when I lack focus, I become like a golden crowd. Number two, write this down. When I lack focus, I miss out on what's right in front of me. When I lack focus, I miss out on what's right in front of me. You know what's Crazy about that is I saw this picture. I'm going to put this picture up of this NBA basketball player. His name is Rajon Rondo. Come on, you know him. You know Rajon Rondo. And look at this picture. He's wearing um, a Boston Celtics jersey. I don't know why. Um, Sorry for that. But he's wearing this jersey. And look at him, what he's doing. He's shooting a free throw. And look at all of the fans in the background trying to distract him from making and having success of what's right in front of him. 
They're holding all of these signs and all of these signs say, miss it, miss it. And and all of these things are just trying to distract him from his focus. But what's crazy is when an NBA player stands on the free throw line, they're not even paying attention to who's in the stands. They can yell, they can scream, they can like try to chant and they can try to like bait him with like saying offensive things. But he is so focused on making that free throw that the only thing he sees is what is in right in front of him. Do you know what I've, I've come to realize is that when I lack focus, I miss out on what's right in front of me. And many times we do that because we suffer from this thing called FOMO. You know what FOMO is? Let me put FOMO on the bottom of the screen, F-O-M-O. And FOMO means this, fear of missing out. Wow. So let me just illustrate this. We're at dinner with our families, right? Our families are right in front of us, but while we are at dinner with our families, we're on Instagram trying to find out what our friends are doing with their families. It's fear of missing out. And what happens is we miss out on what's right in front of us. We miss out on what's the most important thing in front of us. When we don't have focus, we lose out on the most precious moments that are in our our present. And let me just tell you something. God wants you to recapture the focus of right here and right now, that I'm not going to lose my focus. Some of us like students, and I know, man, this is so true. Like even at times when I'm writing my messages, it's, I'm on my laptop. It's so easy to get distracted. My kids, I was watching them the other day when, before school got out. And, and one of my kids, I don't want to say their name, but one of my kids was on the computer doing homework and also watching Netflix. Come on. How many of you know that only one of those is going to get your best attention? And I'm like, guys, come on. Let's turn off Netflix because your focus should be on your homework. Number three, come on, would you write this down? This is so practical, but I promise you, this will be the most spiritual message you will hear this week. Come on, number three, write this down. When I lack focus, I end up working on my weaknesses instead of working on my strengths. You know what's crazy? Is when I lack focus, I find that I try to work on things that I'm not so good at. My weaknesses. You know, I feel like one of the things I'm good at is loving people. I'm good at, my calling at least, is, is preaching and declaring the word of God. And my, my, my gifting is not administration. My gifting is not even organization. Even though I like things organized, that's just not my gifting. Administration is not my gifting. And I find when I lose focus... I gravitate toward thinking, man, I need to work on my weaknesses. I need to get better at that instead of working on my strengths. Did you know that God created you with strengths? He created you with those strengths because he wants you to lean into those strengths and not focus on your weaknesses. That's why Paul said, in my weakness, I am made stronger. In other words, in scripture, what he's saying is this, invest everything that you have into your strengths. Why? There's a reason why God gave us strengths. It's because those strengths, those are the the blueprints for our destiny. Those strengths, those interests that you have, the things that you're good at, God put those in your life. And here's what I've determined is that I'm not going to try to work on my weaknesses. I want to work on my strengths because here's the thing. I know my strengths, 
And if I get better on my strengths and then you get better on your strengths, I can help you. You can help me. We are the body of Christ. And guess what? Together, we can work together and see God move this movement to impact our city so that we can have the greatest impact ever. Come on. How many of you know God needs us to work together with our strengths? Number four, write this down. When I lose focus, I usually quit because nothing I do is great. When I lose focus, I usually quit. That's why we've quit the diets. That's why we quit marriages. That's why we quit relationships. That's why we quit God. That's why we quit trying to read the Bible. That's why we quit trying to pray. That's why we quit trying to listen to worship music. That's why we quit trying to budget. That's why we quit trying to save. That's why we quit. And and the reason why is when we lose our focus, we end up quitting because we realize that I've lost my focus and I'm not really seeing success in that area. Today, I think it's so pivotal that we regain our focus. We look at the center of where our attention is and say, man, perhaps this is the reason why there's been friction and tension. This is why I feel like, man, my life hasn't taken on the meaning that I thought it would have. And this is the reason why. You know, we see this all the time in scripture, don't we? where great men and women of God, they end up destroying their lives because they lost focus. Think about David in the Bible for a moment. King David, he's the one who killed Goliath and king of Israel. Look what scripture says. It was his downfall. In 1 Samuel chapter 11, it says this. In the spring of the year, when kings normally go out to war. Now watch this. When kings normally go out to war. David sent Joab and the Israelite army to fight. Late one afternoon, after his midday rest, David got out of bed, was walking on the roof of the palace. As he looked out over the city, he noticed a woman of unusual beauty taking a bath. Now, several things that really stand out in this scripture. Number one, David was supposed to have been fighting with other kings because he was a king. The second thing that stands out, it says late one afternoon, he gets out of bed. Like, I don't know to you what late afternoon is, but late afternoon is like two or three in the afternoon. So David has lost his focus. He's supposed to be in battle, but he's not even getting out of bed. The ruler of the greatest nation until two or three in the afternoon. And what happens when he loses his focus? Instead of fighting for the the kingdom of God, he sees this woman taking a bath that the Bible says is just absolutely beautiful, unusual beauty. And let me just tell you the rest of the story. Watch how his loss of focus was his downfall. He sees this woman and he says, I've got to have her. So he goes to her and brings her to the palace. Scripture says that he falls in love with her and they have sex together and he wants her. And so what does he do? He kills her husband because she was married. She ends up pregnant. So now David has murdered someone. She's pregnant. And then that baby that she has ends up dying. What? Like a man of God, the king of Israel. How does this happen to someone? I'll tell you how. Watch this. Come on, lean in. Man, I feel the presence of God just really stirring with hearts today. He lost his focus. He let the kingdom go to his head. Can I tell you, One of the biggest dangers of our focus being lost is success. 
You know what we've been praying? We pray that God blesses you, blesses your job, blesses your studies, blesses your business. But let me just say this. You have to be careful that the blessing of God does not cause you to lose your focus. David, he began to think, man, I'm the king of this place. Like, I'm the king. He lost his teachability. That's a great word for us to put on the bottom of the screen. Teachability. How teachable are you? He lost his teachability. Man, I'm the man. I built this. I'm the king. And let me just tell you business people. Let me tell you students. Man, pray that God blesses you. We pray that God blesses you. But be careful that the blessing doesn't go to your head and causes you to lose your focus. God wants you to succeed, but not at the stake of you losing your focus because if you, if you hear me today, your success could actually cause your downfall if you're not careful. I mean, we see this with Peter, right? Peter sees Jesus walking on the water. And Peter's like, Jesus, I want to walk on the water. And scripture says this, when Peter saw the wind and focused on the storm, he began to sink. As long as his focus was on Jesus, he was okay. But what happened? He began to sink. He began to fall down. Why? Because he lost his focus. Let me say it to you like this. Would you write this down in your notes? Your legacy is the product of your focus. Your legacy is the byproduct of your focus. So let me just ask you this question. What's at the center of your focus today? What's at the center of your attention? You know what I love? I can't preach this message without talking about Jesus. Jesus was so effective because Jesus had great focus. I love Jesus so much. And he shows us his focus. You know, the verse that we started with at the beginning of this message, Jesus is teaching this huge crowd. There are thousands of people gathered around him. And with all of the people gathered around him, you would have thought that was success. You would have thought that Jesus would have been like, man, guys, this is incredible. This is awesome. We've got thousands of people gathered around. But then Jesus reminds his disciples, he's like, man, I did not come to gather crowds. In fact, look what it says in verse number 44. Listen to me and remember what I say. Now watch this. The son of man is going to be betrayed into the hands of his enemies. Jesus, what are you talking about? Like, why would you give us that verse in the middle of Scripture telling us that there were thousands of people all around you just waiting for you to teach? Jesus was bringing focus to his mission. In fact, the disciples had lost their focus because when Jesus finishes telling them, hey, I'm going to be betrayed, I'm going to be crucified, look what verse number 46 says. Then the disciples began arguing which of them was going to be the greatest when they get to heaven. So Jesus is like, guys, it's not about the crowds. It's not even about the miracles. It's not even about opening blind eyes. It's not even about raising the dead. It's about the fact that I'm about to be crucified for the sins of the world to bring salvation for everyone. And the disciples had lost their focus so bad. They're like, oh, cool, Jesus. But hey, when we get to heaven, can I sit right next to you? Can I like sit at the right hand? And Jesus is like, what? What are you talking about? I love this. Jesus responds to that in verse 51. Listen, guys, as the time draws near, I will ascend back to heaven. And then Jesus resolutely sets out for Jerusalem again. You know what Jesus is saying? 
He's saying the big crowds are great. Opening the blind eyes, that's good. The miracles are great. The huge crowds that are gathering, that's great. But I didn't come to do miracles. I came to bring salvation. And Jesus was always teaching the disciples, which can I just tell you? He's teaching us through his word. He's teaching us what we should put as the focus of our life. You know why? Because Jesus knew how to keep the main thing the main thing. Here's what I want you to write down with that. Focus will bring power to your life. Focus will bring... Why did Jesus have so much power? Because he had focus. Why did Jesus have so much power and, and he was effective that, man, in his ministry, he only had three years of effective ministry. I mean, he was only in ministry for three years and that, look at the miracles that he did. Look at the salvation. In three years, he was at the cross. You know why? Because he had focus. You know, I think about the sun. And as the sun is, is, you know, we're getting into our summer months here in Miami. If you go outside in the sun for very long, you'll get a sunburn. But can I tell you, if you're out there for five minutes, you're not going to get sunburned. Like you're going to feel the heat, but it's not going to really hurt you. But I don't know if you've ever taken like a magnifying glass and you put the magnifying glass in the sun and that magnifying glass, what it does is it brings to focus all the energy of the sun and it can like burn things. I don't know if you were ever, you did this when you were a kid, but I remember when I was a kid, I would take the magnifying glass and we would like fry ants with it. Come on, anybody know what I'm talking about? And I was like, we'd do that and we'd like light fires. I ended up burning a field down. That's another story for another time. Sorry, but it did. And, but it all started with the magnifying glass. You know what? That's what focus does. Watch this, watch. What focus will do in your life today, it'll take your whole existence of your life and if you get your focus right, it will create this powerful force in your life so that you can be effective. Well, Pastor David, how do I do this? Like, what does this look like in my life? Well, here's what I want you to know. Last week I shared with you that we have an enemy who wants to destroy us. And if he can't destroy you, here's what he wants to do. Well, write this down in your notes. I think you need this this week. If the enemy can't destroy you, then what he'll do is try to distract you. Let me say that again for the people in the back. Come on. If the enemy cannot destroy you, he will try to distract you. So the power is in your focus. So how do we live a focused life? If you'll give me two more minutes, let me just wrap this up. Come on, write this down. Number one, I want to help you practically. How can we live a focused life? Number one is this. Don't say yes to everything. You can't say yes to everything. One of the most freeing words that you will ever use. Come on, I'm going to give you the most powerful word you can ever use. And here's that word. Are you ready? It's the word no. Come on, on the count of three, let's say no. One, two, three. No. Hey, can you go to this 10th birthday party this week? No. Hey, we're going to the park and I know you've got to work and you're serving. You're doing all these things that matter and you're going to school. But hey, we want to go do this. Can we go? No. Hey, can you sign up for the 18th thing? No. No, listen, we've got to learn to say no. One of the most powerful things is to be able to say no. But here's why we have a problem saying no. It's because we people please. Yeah. And you may be watching and saying, well, man, I don't care what people think about me. But yes, you do. Like we all do to some extent, right? Where, man, we care and we don't want to let people down. But can I tell you, you can say no to some good things so that you can say yes to the right things and the great things. Look, I get it, man. Even in ministry, you know, I don't do counseling for people anymore. Not because I don't love people. I love people. 
and people ask me to do counseling, but what I've realized is this. Number one, I'm not the best counselor. Because like sometimes I'll tell people, well, here's what you ought to do, and they don't do it. I just want to be like, don't ever come to me again. You know what I mean? Like, and so I'm not the best counselor, but what I've realized is that here at Brave, we have some amazing counselors on our team that they're so much better than me. And I could say yes to that, but it's not a strength. So you know what? I'm going to say no to some weaknesses so that I can say yes to my strengths. Number two, come on, write this down, is you have to understand that if we are going to focus, you have to, come on, write this down, pay attention to your attention. You have to pay attention to your attention. You ever been driving your car? Like you leave your house, you're on your way to Brave today, and your mind is just drifting, or maybe you're one of the ones who raised your hand that you were on the phone while you were driving. You ever like get to the destination, and you're like, oh my gosh, how'd I get here? If any guys ever, like be real, be real. Yeah? Like, I, I do that more often. That Again, that's why Miami is just like a dangerous place to drive. You know why? It's because why we are supposed to be paying attention, we're not really paying attention. I mean, it's amazing to me how many of us, at times, our attention is just everywhere. That's why today I'm calling you. What's at the center of your attention? Man, you know what I know? Is that for many of us, we wonder why we're not effective we wonder why we, we can't break through. Could it be that our attention is so divided? Many of us, the reason why you zone out and you're thinking things while you're driving and while you're at church is because you're thinking about your past. You're thinking about how the person hurts you. You're thinking about that failure. You're thinking about your ex. You're thinking about where you, and you're thinking about all of these things. And I love what the word of God says in Philippians chapter three, verse 13. I love this. Look what it says. Philippians chapter three, 13. This is Paul. And he says, I have not yet achieved it, but I focus. Come on, say focus on this one thing. I love how he says, I'm focusing on one thing. That's the problem is many of us, we don't have a center to our attention. Our attention is so scattered. Paul says, I forget the past and I look forward to what lies ahead. And I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God through Christ Jesus is calling us. So what are we going to do? We're going to pay attention to our attention. And number three, Let me just close with this. How do we focus on the right thing? Here's what I know. Some of you are, you're probably like, well, pastor, what should I like literally focus on? Like you want me to give you a list and maybe you're watching and you're like, I don't know what I should focus on right now. This is going to help you. Write this down. Number three. Number three, write this down. Some of you, you're, you're like wondering like, well, man, what do I focus on? Like you're wanting me to give you like your to-do list of priorities. Let me, let me just give this to you. Who is more important than what? Let me say that again. Who you're focused on is more important than what you're focused on. Let me say it to you like this. You might want to write it down. Who I focus on will help me with what I focus on. Until you figure out what your calling is, until you figure out what your purpose is, let me encourage you with this. 
put all of your focus on who? If you will put all of your focus on who, then God will help you to figure out the what. Do you know, this past year, I've been eating so healthy and I've been doing so good. You're like, pastor, you're just patting yourself on the back. I am, I am. Because man, I love food and I've been doing so good. But you know what? There's one person on our staff that whenever I'm around them, it is so hard for me to eat healthy. Do you know why? Because they love bringing sweets. They love bringing candy. They love bringing donuts. They love bringing Starbucks. And what I find out is when I'm around that person, my behavior changes. The who determines the what. Who you're focusing on really matters. Listen, that's why community matters. That's why I want to help you today. When we're talking about dinner parties, you need to get around the right who. Some of us have things in our life that, man, we want to change. They don't change. We don't understand why we can't make changes in our behavior and changes in our focus and changes in our goals. Could it be you're surrounded with the wrong who, which is giving you the wrong what? But if we begin to surround ourselves with the who, can I tell you, that's why today we're introducing to you Jesus. That if you will focus on the right who, which is Jesus, can I tell you, God will help you figure out what you need to focus on. That's why he brought you to Brave today. That's why he brought you to this broadcast so you can know what you should be focusing on. Hebrews says this, fix your eyes on Jesus. Fix your eyes. In other words, focus on Jesus. And Jesus will help you focus on the what. You know, this past year, I got this message on my iPhone that says all of my memory was full. I don't know if you've ever seen that before, but I was shocked because I have like an iPhone with a lot of storage on it. And so I discovered, I did some research that there's a way you can go on your phone and find out what is causing all of your storage to be filled. I don't know if you've ever done this before, but it was like revelation for me. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And do you know what was blocking up all of my storage, filling up my phone? I couldn't take more pictures. I couldn't download more songs. I couldn't do any of that. Two things were filling up my storage. Maybe it was the same for you. Text messages and pictures. I had no idea that text messages would fill up your storage. I I didn't know it like stored it. And so I'm looking at these text messages and so many of these texts were like from friends I hardly talked to, people in the past, like 10 years ago, text messages. So you know what I started? I started deleting those text messages. And as I started deleting those text messages, man, it started freeing up so much storage on my phone. Then I looked at the pictures. I'm not really proud to say this, but I had 38,000 pictures on my phone. So what I did is I started going through pictures. I'm like, Uh, I could lose that. I don't need that in my phone. I don't need this in my phone. I don't talk to that person. That person doesn't talk to me. That was over there. That wasn't a good trip. That doesn't bring back a good memory. And what I discovered is this. If I could delete some things from my past, I could clear up room for my future. Come on, that's a word for somebody here today. Some of you, God's trying to drop and deliver some potential and power into your present and for your future, but your life is so full of things of the past, God's like, there's no more storage in your life. 
You're focused on so many things. And so today, I just want to give you permission. Some of you need to delete. You need to block. You need to erase some things of your past, hurts of your past, failures of your past, people of your past. Some of you need to delete some phone numbers of people in your past so that God can drop some potential into your life for your future. Come on, let's just give God some praise right there, man. That's a good word for you. You know, I want to pray for you today. And I want to pray this message into your heart, whether you're watching in person or online. And I just want to look into this camera right now and let you know that God sees you where you are. And I don't know why I'm saying this right now other than I feel like God wants me to say it. God sees you. And I'm not saying that like like God's like watching you to like beat you up for bad things. I'm, I'm saying there's people that are watching this and you feel like you're forgotten. You feel like nobody cares. I want you to know God sees you. God cares. And I want to pray this message into all of our hearts. Come on, look, can we can we pray this? Jesus, I thank you so much for today. I thank you for your word. And God, I pray right now, every person who is watching, that you would give us the power to refocus our attention. God, I pray that you would be the center of our attention. And Lord, I pray that you would change our lives. I pray, God, you would give us the strength and the courage to delete things from our past that is blocking the storage, blocking the the potential and capabilities of our future. Lord, I pray as we delete those things that you would fill our lives with promising hope for the future. Maybe you're watching this today and you know that you don't have a relationship with Jesus and you say, David, would you pray for me? I want to accept Jesus into my heart. I want to make Jesus the Lord and Savior of my life. Today, I want to pray with you and this could quite potentially change everything for you. You know what this prayer is? It's a prayer of focus. Saying, God, I've been trying to do this on my own, but today I'm going to focus on you to work things out. Right there as you're watching, would you just pray this prayer with me? Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of every sin. I pray that you would be the Lord and Savior of my life. So today I say yes. I'm going to focus on you. Change me. Help me to change my focus. Bless me in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Come on, let's just give God praise. Come on, guys. Right now, man, people have been watching. And, man, we just want to celebrate with you that decision that you have made. And you know what? I I know as we're here live in person and those of you that are watching online, this is the time where we we love to be generous with our, our resources. In fact, let me just say this. They tell me that... Since we've been in quarantine, close to 400 people have been first-time guests to Brave Church. Come on, isn't that incredible? 400 people and close to 100 people, we're like right under 100 people, have said yes to Jesus and have given their life to Jesus. Come on, man, that is such a good thing. And let me just say something. When we give of our tithe, which is our 10%, we give of our offering, we are giving in response to God. Do you know why we give generously? Yes, I mean, it is so that we can continue to reach people. I mean, cameras cost money. Technology costs money to be able to feed thousands of people like we've done. It costs money. But do you know why we give? It is a response to God saying, God, you've done so much in my life. I just want to be a blessing back to someone else's. Come on, as you're watching today, don't you want to be a blessing to someone else's life? And so my prayer today is this is that our response of this message is, God, we want to continue to see you work through Brave Church in Miami. I don't know about you, 
But I believe with all of my heart that this church in Miami makes a big difference in our city. And our response of grace is to be able to give more grace. So I want to encourage you, you can give in one of two ways. You can text to give or you can give online. The text to give number is at the bottom of the screen right now. I want to say thank you for being generous. Thank you for tithing. Thank you for giving above the tithe and being so generous. Man, I love you, Brave Church. God bless you. We'll see you next Sunday here live in person. Thanks for joining us for today's message from Brave Church. For more information or to get in touch with us, visit us at bravemiami.com.